Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 37 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. So today I thought I would have a different type of guest on. I thought that Yelena had nothing to do with recovery I had no idea her stance on sobriety or anything like that. All I knew is that she created this amazing alcohol-free experience called the Confetti Project, where she photographs people in mounds of confetti. And it looks amazing. It is 100% Instagram-worthy. However... I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea that she accidentally stopped drinking and how that led to her productivity and creating the whole premise and background behind the Confetti Project and how alcohol just didn't mesh with her purpose or her higher calling. This episode is truly a gift and a complete surprise to me. I was honestly shocked. Yelena is amazing and her story is even better. So let's get into it. Hey you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast right now. Are you looking for community and help in your recovery? Do you want to absolutely nail your sobriety? Well, guess what? I have the group for you. Join groups of like-minded women who come together to work on their self-development and how to live a life alcohol-free. Not only live a life alcohol-free, but to thrive without the need for alcohol. We all have choices, and this is your choice. How are you going to stand up? How are you going to be the best person you can be? Well, join our group coaching, and let's find out. Head over to SoberGirlsGuide.com and sign up today. Yelena, I'm yelling at you. 
And I am so <laughs> stoked to talk to you. I, uh, it's so funny how like the world and the universe works in mysterious place ways, isn't it? I completely agree. I, I think the, the levels of synchronicities are insane if you're really paying attention. Yeah. And that <laughs> is true for how you and I came together. <laughs> um, I have been just, I mean, on a high looking at your website and what you're all about. And it literally is giving me, just taking me back to childhood feels. And I, I want to know everything about you and how this all came to be and the confetti project. And dude, I'm so excited. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. Really. I'm, I'm so excited to get into this. And, um, yeah, I mean, really, I, I have to say like a big thing that fueled my journey is, um, not drinking. Like that's really kind of, if I had to say in a very general note about the confetti project, I, it was the first thing I ever finished and I had always drank because that's what other people did. And I was rebelling in my twenties. And when I started it, it was a three month photography challenge. That was the kind of parameter of its initiation. And I accidentally stopped drinking and I was like, wow, like I've created something where I have to be accountable every day like tomorrow, the day after. And three months went by and I hadn't drank. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is the type of life I want. Like all of a sudden alcohol did not mesh with what my purpose was and my higher calling. Um, so it accidentally happened. And then I was like, I mean, this, this was five years ago. So, so yeah, so I'm very excited Whoa. to talk about all of the things because it's a really big, um, part of how it's come to this point and also the space that I really try to create with anyone that walks into my studio or participates in the confetti project or even has a conversation with me. Let's be real. <laughs> Just like in any, 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 any spaces that I inhabit, you know? So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So tell me about the three month, uh, photography challenge that started at all. Yeah. How did that come uh, to be? Well, like many stories begin, I quit my job. <laughs> Um, and I finally had time to do things that I told myself I didn't have time to do, you know, like take showers and, you know, uh, (laughs) start startup life, you know, um, take showers, you know, start photographing, um, just having more time and space to myself and, you know, going on walks outside in New York city and not like rushing, you know what I mean? Mm. Like really being able to pay attention to the world around me. And, and so, that's super rare, especially in New York. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I left that, when I left my job, I remember, you know, I went on a walk and I was like rushing on the High Line. And yeah. I was like, why am I rushing? <laughs> like, I literally just quit my job and I have nowhere to go. And it's so conditioned right. that we're oh, all absolutely. so go, 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 next, 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 you know, achievement goals, like always projecting to the future mm-hmm. that this was a really beautiful space for me to really seize the opportunity to really slow down and to really pay attention to everything and to use all my five senses. And so when people ask me how I started the project, that was the foundation of it. You know, I really started, it wasn't really one moment. It was really paying attention to everything. And then 
finding the beauty and connection between everything. And so from then on, um, a few signs or different random events happened over a series mm-hmm. of time uh, that, again, I was paying attention to and I started connecting the dots. So the first one was getting glitter bombed at a party. And, you know, you walk into this party, it's this DJ's birthday. Yeah, right. And that's what started it all, gold glitter. And these beautiful women would just douse you in glitter without your consent. Like you just, that was like your initiation of getting into the party. And, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember it wasn't even a really eventful night, but Uh the confetti, the the glitter, I'm sorry, it was everywhere for days. Like it was in my hair, it was in my shower, it was in my bed, but it kept making me think of that night, which I thought was super interesting. Hmm. A few weeks go by. Yeah, a few weeks go by. I went to see OK Go at the Bowery and they're obsessed with confetti. And uh, they had, you know, the cannons shooting off like throughout the entire night. So by the end of it, the entire floor was confetti. You couldn't even see the floor. It was just all confetti, which I love because anytime I see, I don't know about you, but anytime I see confetti or sparkles somewhere, like remnants of it, I'm like, Ooh, this beautiful mess. Like what happened here? Like I started inventing these stories of what was being celebrated. And so, you know, I'm just, you know, in this moment, just kind of freaking out. And I start hoarding it in the pockets of my leather jacket, like literally just taking as much as I can and like fitting it, you know, really in reality, it was probably like semi gross confetti that was on the floor. And, you know, there's people drinking, you know, all of this stuff, Um, but I didn't care. And so a few weeks go by and it was on those particularly sad days, you know, where, um, you know, most of my twenties had been filled with a lot of like achievement pressure and days where I'm like filled with self doubt and questioning everything, my purpose, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those days. And so I put that jacket on and I put my hand in the pocket and I found this pleasant surprise that the confetti was there. And I got mm-hmm. so happy in that moment. Like this joy came out of me in that moment. And this was in the beginning of me realizing that anything that could change your emotions or your energy in like instantly is super powerful. So I was like, whoa, okay. Like confetti's nostalgic. It's emotive. Yes. What does it even mean? Like, what is it? What is the definition of it? So my psychology background, the psychology part of me was like, let me look up, you know, the definition and it means celebration. I mean, it's little pieces of paper you throw during a time of celebration. Yeah. And then the design part of me, these are my two backgrounds, was like, let me find every single photo of confetti online ever. Uh, this is from like a, you know, a bona fide Tumblr addict, you know, from my early <laughs> 20s. Um, and I really wanted to see the landscape, see how it's been used how I could stay in the box out of the box another part of this equation again like you said the synchronicities of life is Mm -hmm. I just moved to Brooklyn and I for the first time felt like I belonged and was really inspired by everyone around me and so as someone who'd always been an inquisitive child Mm -hmm. I really wanted to know why people got out of bed in the morning and why what they celebrated in in this moment in their life because Again, we all deal with the same universal feelings of frustration, defeat, and but we keep going. You know, we have the potential to let everything fall apart, but we don't. And right. I think as young as young able-bodied people, we could take that for granted, you know? And so I thought it was really important to 
really pause and be like, well, what are your inspirations and your motivations um, for you to even do what you do and exist the way that you do? And so I was that girl who had a PowerPoint with different like themes of confetti photos, like confetti ringing, confetti kisses, like like things that I'd found through my research, asking strangers and friends what you celebrated. And people would always stop. Like it literally, when you're asked the question, like what do you celebrate in your life right now? What's important to you? What do you stand for? Like, even when people know I'm going to ask them this question, you know, at this point people, you know, they'll, you know, they know what they're getting into and, you know, they'll pay for it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. When they know (laughs) I'm asking them this question, they're literally like, they're just shocked. Like they take, they take this moment where they're like, Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. So, since then, I wonder I why decided, that is. Yeah. Like, are they overthinking it? Do they just don't know? Or like, yeah. What do you think I, it is? I think, well, I think, like I mentioned before, we're so obsessed with the future yeah. and all of these different things of like hitting goals, hitting benchmarks. You know, just you know, day to day, like life is so fast paced. Um, where mm-hmm. we don't, you have to kind of fight and really create the space for yourself to have these moments of self-honesty, you know, where you're like, whoa, whoa, okay. Like, what am I doing? You know, like, why am I doing these things? What's important? Really reminding yourself of the bigger picture of everything, because it could be so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day trivial stuff, which does not define you, you know, like in any way. Um, and is not really your guiding force for why you're doing what you're doing. So I think it takes really, um, conscious conscious minds like conscious people to constantly ask yourself that all the time and like for me it just happens to be like being an entrepreneur like you kind of have to do that like you know like yeah you know everything everything's so spiritual and it's so psychological and you know you're living in your truth and you're putting yourself out there and you know you wear so many different hats um and it could be really volatile like emotionally that you have you have to create a very strong foundation, you know, um, obviously all of us are always going to get tested and challenged and, you know, all of that. Um, but, but yeah, I think people don't really check in with themselves enough. I think that's why that question is really like shocking every time, you know, yeah. every time you hear it. Yeah. Oh, so, so since, absolutely. So since then, um, just kind of wrapping, wrapping this up, uh, I, got to this point, you know, you know, like again, bringing it back to like the PowerPoint and asking strangers and these random things happening to me with confetti that really made me think I was like, Oh, okay. I got to this crossroads. And I think we all get to these crossroads all the time in every facet of our life where you're like, I don't know what's here, but there's something here. And I Mm -hmm. owe it to myself to explore it. And so again, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was really just going off of intuition and also action, like just doing things. Cause most of my life I'd been such a dreamer. And I was like, you know, I have like literally dozens of half written in journals, you know, of like pre-planning and, you know, stopping myself from taking any action or really fully executing anything. So I got to this point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a challenge for myself, 50 people, three mm-hmm. months, one-on-one photo shoots where it's two hours. and I'm going to finish it and I'm going to make a coffee table book. I'm basically going to invent all these opportunities for myself where I thought I had to be 50 years old or something to do them. These self-imposed limitations of like finishing something for the first time, becoming a better photographer, you know, really scheduling 50. I mean, let's be real. Scheduling 50 New Yorkers or anyone is a feat in itself. Um, <laughs> yes. 
and and designing a coffee table book because that's why I went into design, you know. So um, that was really the foundation for the project was was a self empowerment project for me. Yeah, and then having that like accountability and those deadlines. Exactly. Exactly, and really crazy things happen when you have a focused goal and you put all of your actions, thoughts, behaviors towards the goal. You know, um, I, I, I see it as kind of this, um, this train, like I was on this train and the train is moving and no matter what anyone said, or like, you know, if they said no, or, you know, friends that, you know, I asked to do, you know, they just weren't quick enough or, you know, they weren't with it. I was like, this train is going like, whether you hop on or not, like this train is going to keep going. I'm not going to let anything, um, knock me down from this focus goal. Like I am staring at the goal at the end of the line, I'm going to finish it. And so through that journey, you know, it's not always about the end result. It's really about the journey of getting to it, you know, because like, right. Like once you get to a goal or like an achievement or an end result, like you're, you're up the mountain, you get to the summit and then you see another mountain and there's another summit. Like you, it like so much happens within that journey, this metamorphosis of be really being empowered that like, you know, after I finished this three month challenge, I was like, Oh, let me bring this in other parts of my life. Let me raise the bar. And then ultimately you lead a limitless life, you know, or you really think like nothing's you know, nothing's not attainable, you know, like you really could do anything that you want and you have the action and determination focus to really follow through with it and see. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. I right? love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're proving to yourself, like I can actually do this. I can actually follow through. And it's like, holy shit. I can rely on myself. I think that exactly. was like the the hardest thing. Like, oh, I'm actually capable of something. Right, right, and not just keeping it in your brain. Yeah, right? like not just yeah. being like, I want to do this because before I would never finish. I really would stop something if it was harder than I thought or took longer than I thought. Which Ooh, the longer part, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, and, totally. and if you are gonna if you're gonna do anything. Like, if you really knew what it took to do it, you wouldn't do it. Like, you need this degree of naiveness to yes. go into it. And that's oh, where passion yes. is really important. Yeah. And that's where passion really trumps anything. Like, if you're super passionate about something, like, you know, yeah. I mean, four years later, here I am with this, right? And like, I mean, I didn't, I can't even believe where it's at, but like, it's been a journey filled with so many challenges and like, even now I'm, I'm questioning, like, should I keep going because of, you know, different, you know, not hitting certain benchmarks and, you know, feeling stagnant and just the cycles of, you know, everything. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, if anyone takes anything away from the confetti project or myself, it's like action is the pulse of passion. Like if you have passion for something and we all do, it's just a matter of if you like cultivate it, like, and even within creativity, I have so many people tell me they're not creative and I'm like, we're all creative. It's just a matter of how much you keep that muscle open, you know, like really totally. like keeping it open and cultivating it. Um, so yeah, so finishing, finishing something was probably the most life changing thing for me that really pivoted everything else in my life in a completely different direction. That's so cool. How do you, like, how do you complete your action? Like, how do you, what, how do I don't know how to say this. Like, how do you keep yourself motivated to keep going? 
I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Yeah, it's a really great question. I think being really specific with it like for me i really i really recommend to anyone like if you like whether it's changing you know your career or finding you know a hobby or a passion project or, or or whatever it is you know like trying to run a marathon i think creating i like i like the three months like i think the 90 days are like a really good amount of time to really sink into something mm-hmm. i think creating those parameters and those structures is really um is really motivating you know so for me yeah. like it wasn't oh i'm gonna do this and it's like ambiguous and there's no end goal it was like three months 50 people two mm-hmm. hours per person x amount of confetti like and, and, you know, and obviously through that, like it morphed a little bit, but those things stayed the same. And so it right. became very easy, easy for me to be high energy with it mm-hmm. because I was like, I know exactly what I'm getting in for. And I could visualize the end line, you know, um, yeah. I think that really, really helps like a lot just before anything. Um, but you know, like, like say, I think what really helps you though, is like having those, that infrastructure, but then also this degree of like magic happening, you know, where yeah. like during those three months, like it was a very, it was a journey of solitude. You know, it was really me honing something that didn't have a form and didn't have a name yet. You know, it, mm-hmm. I was really just kind of going off my intuition and just kind of seeing it. And with each person that came that really took a chance on me and what space I was beginning to cultivate really informed it, you know? Um, and so my passion, like I, it's so reciprocal with each person. Like, as I'm sure, you know, every time, you know, you, um, 
you know, talk with someone or have a podcast taping. Like it's so back and forth, like this give and take of energy being exchanged. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was very easy to not easy, but it was very, um, like natural to keep the momentum moving, but say like I started it and I don't know, like in the beginning or halfway through, it was something that, you know, didn't really resonate with me. And I felt like I was like really having to overcome like a lot of hurdles. Then you can, then you can pivot it. Then you can mm-hmm. change it. You could take what, what you've learned um, and what you like and what you don't like, and then yeah. kind of act accordingly. And that's why I think a, like a project or a challenge for anyone is so invaluable because even though, you know, it might not lead to like the direct thing that you're looking for or, or envisioning, but it right. could be a stepping stone to like really pivoting you in a different direction in your life, you know? So it's all these kind of like different hints that you're paying attention to in these uh, kind of messages. So I think that's what helped me for sure. Oh my God. I love that. That's so cool. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think having that structure allows you to actually be more creative. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's such a beautiful dance between having parameters and mm-hmm. then being able to like go, go off a little bit and then stay within it and then really be able to kind of play like within. Yeah. I mean, really it's, it's all about play. I feel, you know, cause there's no, there's no guide to what you're doing. And I tell this to everyone that's whether I really like the term creative entrepreneur. And I think all of us are creative entrepreneurs, but yeah. You know, anyone that's doing anything and I meet them and they're at whatever point along that journey. And I'm like, I just want to take a second to just congratulate you and really take this moment in of like, you're creating something out of nothing. And that's a miracle. Like it didn't exist and now it exists. And that's just wild to me. Like when I yeah. really, anytime I feel a certain way, I like to kind of take a few steps back and really put that into perspective, you know? Um, and so really with that, like, it has to be about play. It has to be about fun because I learned very early on, you're not going to create the end result that's like fun and playful and awesome and makes people feel a certain way if the process isn't exactly like that and aligned with that, you know? Oh, dude, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Literally, you just like nailed the key to life. If it's not fun, like, why the fuck are you doing it? Seriously, exactly. And that's the, the, whole the goal is thing. Not, like, the end result is not going to be fun. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's really the whole point of this whole gig, right? Yes. Of being a human, of living, of having a life. It it really should be about fun. I mean, even in the moments of challenge and adversity, it should still be fun. Like having the acknowledgement that you're having those moments and that really um I I can't take credit for this. I was just listening to Oprah's podcast yesterday, which okay. I'm like obsessed with. And she was saying, like, anytime something happens, like, ask yourself, like, what am I meant to learn in this moment? You know, so I think you could create every moment in your life to be filled with joy, you know, Um, and then when you're, you know, doing it within a project and something that's, you know, creative and entrepreneurial and professional and whatnot, um, you know, you have more, I think your your mentality really sets the tone for everything that happens. So, yeah, that's super important. Absolutely. So speaking of fun, what happens in those two hours that people spend with you during that, like your photography challenge? And I mean, the, the confetti project, the photo shoots are a little bit shorter, right? Now. 
They are, yeah. Well, the traditional format is the two hours, and I will have those. They're not as often, um, okay. just because they're a time commitment and a financial commitment. Um, yeah. It's really for people that like really want to go deeper and like pick their their entire creative direction. You know, like really curate the entire world that 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 they're in. Um, yeah. Now I do mostly an open studios format, which is like a ten minute version of the two hour. Cool. Um, two hour space. Yeah. So it's really more kind of in and out like a mini session, but I mean, they each have their pros and cons. Um, but yeah, for, for the, for the foundation, which will always have a really special place in my heart. Um, someone will come in. And again, the first year I did this, like during this challenge, it was in my room in Brooklyn. So literally like just envision like confetti everywhere. Like there was no moment where there wasn't confetti in my room, you know, because I was, (laughs) you know, 50 people, three months, like if I clean it up, it's going to come back again. You know, it was just, yeah. it was just really everywhere, um, which was great. I very much immersed myself in it, but uh, yeah. So, so first off the 50 people I invited, you know, some friends that I knew or, or people that I knew in the community that were really inspiring. And I sent them this email saying that they were invited and asking them to forward it to people that they think would be aligned with it, you know? Oh. And I asked them to, yeah. And I asked them to submit either in written form, like a paragraph or like an audio, like a little um, kind of voice note of what they celebrate in their life, you know? And, and again, wow. like why they get out of bed in the morning and, you know, what, what their passions and their pleasures are. And so at this point, even before I started this, I was getting emails from strangers, like hearing them or, you know, paragraphs Whoa. of what they've written, telling me about where they're at in their life and what it's taken for them to get there. So that in itself was really wild. That really set the tone. And so when people came in and, you know, half of the people I didn't really know, like it became my time, you know, I tell people that's how I started making friends. Like literally (laughs) like people would come in and, you know, I've never liked small talk. Like I've always been a really inquisitive, curious person. And so um, when people would come in, these strangers, we would, we start with a Q&A um, kind of just to warm up. And really the Q&A is just kind of them telling me how they've gotten to this moment in their life, like in a really just kind of broad sense. Okay. Um, and then kind of elaborating more on what they celebrate. And then we would go into the confetti part, you know, the confetti, the photo part, the action, the movement. Um, my room wasn't big. So okay. literally it would, the, the photo shoot would start with the seat they were sitting in when we were having the Q&A. Um, and yeah, I mean, it would literally just go from there. I mean the space created is really for the person. Like I just happened to be there with the camera. And so over time I realized that line of like letting them do whatever they want to do, helping, helping guide them if need be really it's their space and they don't need permission to do anything. And so between them talking about their life, getting really reflective and then the confetti, Mm -hmm. um, like it just became a therapy session. Like it really did. Like there's something when you're yeah. in pounds of confetti, you're throwing it. And I see this with every person that does it. This transformation happens. Like A, you don't know what it feels like to be really, you know, surrounded by hundreds, thousands of bits of paper just flying all around you. Where literally mm-hmm. most people keep their mouth open the first time and get it all in their mouth. Like I have to say every person is <laughs> gets it in their mouth at one point or another um but yeah it's like it's like after that first throw all of their actions all of their situations all of their suffering whatever circumstances are happening in their life are checked at the door and they're able to 
be so present in the moment and really surrender to that play, you know? So when you said that, um, you know, the photos really brought you back to childhood nostalgia, like that's mm-hmm. the biggest compliment for me because um, I think as adults, we have to really fight for that. You know, it's very, it's very hard. Like as you get older, it's like you have responsibilities and you have, you know, many different things that you have to balance that, you know, sometimes that childlike sense of wonder and curiosity can get um, kind of muted you know, from like the day to day. And so between the confetti, right? Like between the confetti and the questions, um, people really let go. And so after they would be done with their session, the confetti part, we would circle back and do a more in-depth Q and A. And, you know, the questions that range are like, what do you love about yourself to, Mm -hmm. you know, what's your biggest fear right now to you really ending with how do you want to be remembered? You know, so it really becomes a full circle kind of space. Um, yeah, it, it was really wild. And so I would, since I didn't have to go anywhere, since it was in my room, yeah. I was doing a lot. There were, there would be days where there'd be four people like back to back, you know, in and out. Um, yeah. So it was really wild. And a lot of people ended up getting naked, which was another very what? surprising thing about it. Yes. Like between it being in my cozy room, you know, yes. and I had amazing, I had amazing sunlight that came in. So it really was this like beautiful space and the confetti and the really deep and, you know, introspective questions, yeah. like people literally would just take their clothes off, like at a certain point. Um, okay. And it was a really wild thing. Yeah. it was. I remember there was one week where it was a guy and a girl, separate, separate sessions, but I just met them for the first time. And within the first hour, they got fully naked, like in the confetti. And I was like, I was like, whoa. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of an ego moment there where I was like, wow, I feel really powerful. Like yes. people, you know, <laughs> can do that, like, you know, in this space I've created. But yeah. I really was like, wow, within this space, people can get metaphorically naked and also literally naked. Like yeah. this is, this space is an opportunity to be comfortable being vulnerable. Like that's really what it is, like in, in a very succinct way. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the, 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 the journey of the three months of, you know, there's, there's so many obvious things that I learned, but like so many like non-obvious things, you know, like these yeah. micro kind of lessons just from doing the work and just like really immersing yourself in it. So, so the end of that was, um, I designed a coffee table book, it okay. was, you know, and, um, it was, it was a really big moment because, you know, everything's so digital. And even with photography, it's like, to see it in your hands, like something you've created or like on the wall is like a big moment, you know, like yeah. I've created a thing that's like, you know, it's a memory card and then you transfer it to a backup drive and then you have it on your computer and then it's in Photoshop and then it's a PDF, you know, like it's so, it's kind of hard to really like get a grasp for it. And so when I designed the book, um, I made a sample and it was just, again, this really big moment. And then I reached out, I love coffee table books. So I reached out to this agent uh-huh. who created all these books that I loved. And yeah, I like sent her a query letter. I literally sent her flowers. Like it was like oh this crazy, you know, yeah, it was like the, one of the longest weeks of my life, um, like waiting to hear back from her. But yeah. at this point I hadn't started anything. Like I hadn't created a website. I hadn't created socials. Like I just had the sample book and like a little Tumblr with like just kind of an archive of photos. And um, she replied back to me. And and also I just have to take a moment that I really thought after working on something for three months that it would become 
like an agent would pick it up, then a publisher would pick it up, and then it would become like a bestseller. Like yeah. I actually had. You're like, that I'm degree hot shit. In, in I put in the three months. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, which I honestly wouldn't take back because again, like it's that fire, right? Yeah. That naiveness that you need. Ignorance um, but- is bliss, man. Ignorance is exactly. bliss. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Exactly, touche. And so <laughs> she got back to me and she she passed on it, but she gave me the best advice, which is literally taped in my studio, um, which was keep going with it. She was like, all the people that you, you know, are really admiring with their books have been doing it for 10 years, you know, yeah. right? Like it's more like a 10,000 hour rule than it is like a three month rule, right? Yeah. And so, um, and so she was like, keep going with it, like keep doing it. Um, it's just really hard to break into this industry because it's, it's expensive to make books with pictures. Like it's just super pricey. Yeah. Um, so you have to be kind of prominent to be able to promote it, you know, cause they're not going to put money to promote you anyway. So here I was being like, okay, I thought this would put me on the map, this book, but really it's something that happens later down the line, you know? Yeah. And so from that moment on, it's like this woman gave me permission to just go crazy with it. Like from that moment on, I was like, I'm going to profile as many amazing humans as possible. Um, and that's what I did. I profiled like a hundred people that year. That was, Whoa. that was like the biggest. Yeah. It was, again, I didn't have to go anywhere. So it was yeah. in my room. So it's very convenient. Um, and it really was like the blessing of rejection that like kept me going with this work and yeah. cultivating it. So yeah, that was like the first chapter of it. Holy cow. (laughs) I mean, that is a crazy, awesome therapy session. If you ask me, that is so. Who would have known? I know. Confetti. Confetti has magical powers. Exactly. Like confetti celebration therapy for sure. It has, it has such magical powers. It's, it's really, really wild. I mean, it's interesting because since then, you know, I've done it in more public spaces, like where Mm. retail spaces will host it and it'll be like a pop-up format. And so it's one, it's kind of single file, like one after the other, you know? Right. And that's really beautiful because you see the transformation one after the other and it's really mind blowing. And, you know, when you ask a question like that, it's like, 
you know, there have been really wild moments where this one woman was like, she started crying and she was unburdening herself. And she was like, my mom just beat cancer. Like, this is for my mom, you know? And this other girl was like, I just got, I just got diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. And, um, you know, like her lip, she was like quivering and it felt like because there was a name to this thing, like she could begin her self-acceptance and her path of healing. And so we put on some Missy Elliott and, uh, and it was a huge room. Again, this was in a public space. Um, and she literally started dancing and she's an amazing dancer. That's like, you know, basically was dancing in eight pounds of confetti and doing things with confetti that I'd never seen. Um, and all these women were, um, against the wall, like in queue waiting, like cheering her on. Um, so, so there have been, there have been like super, super wild moments. I mean, moments from like one of one of the earlier sessions, um, this woman celebrating her body and coming in with like a leotard and a Beyonce playlist and like, you know, really taking over the space. And it was really awesome. Right. And then seeing the photos and and admitting that she'd had a lifelong eating disorder and that the photos triggered her and that she thought she was really confident in the self-acceptance with her body, but she wasn't. So, you know, with this project, yeah. Like with this project, you know, it's the confetti definitely seduces people in, you know, it's kind of that superficial, like, it's really fun. It's really sparkly. Like it's very Instagrammable, like all of that, which has definitely been like a limiting, a limiting narrative thus far with it. But anyone that's experienced it knows that it's so much deeper than that. You know, like it really, we're all at such different moments in our life in any given time. So when someone steps on set and I ask them this question and they have this space of unencumbered expression, you know, you don't know what's going to come out. Like if you really greet it and you really let your walls down, right. And just like really are allowed like to be vulnerable within it. You don't really know what's going to happen. And so for me, um, it's made me realize that we all feel the same things in different ways at different moments. And that, um, there's something relatable to every human experience. So even though the project is fun and like super aesthetically pleasing, yes. you know, it's very life and death for me. You know, it's like when people look at these photos and the stories, it's like, this is a snippet of humanity. I mean, there are people that aren't around anymore that have had their sessions and I've literally given their grieving family and friends, like these photos of them so present in the moment with like what they celebrate in their life, which is like the ultimate essence of who they were at that given time, you know? So, so it's way, it's way deeper for me than, um, you know, than what it seems to be seemingly like at first glance. Yeah. Then these bright, beautiful colors and fun. I mean, I think confetti is like the secret key. It's kind of, it's kind of like the ultimate mind fuck in the best possible way. Like, because no, because like when you think of confetti, it's like very comforting and it's fun and it's playful. And then you come in and obviously people are, relate to you and are feel extremely comfortable to the point of getting naked um to to really open up and 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 be that vulnerable person and and share with you and i think that i mean the confetti yeah is great but that is like the tool that you use to hone in your magic with people because at the end of the Definitely. day, they're That's- talking to you. You are the one who is is making these people feel. And that's huge. Yeah. I, I, it's very, 
it's very interesting. It's all about the details. You know, when people come into the space, I have lavender being diffused. There's some sage going on. There's, you know, music happening. Like Mm -hmm. it's very aesthetically kind of, you know, open, you know, for anything to happen. And so I realized, yeah, again, super early on that there's two subjects. There's the human and there's the confetti and it's how Mm. they interact with one another, you know? And so I try to, I try to tell people, um, or really like, remind them that you don't need to be in a pile of confetti, even though it's super nice. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? Um, you don't need to be in a pile of confetti to have gratitude for your life because that's what celebration is. Like yes. when you're celebrating something, you're taking a moment to pause and you're, you're expressing gratitude for that moment, you know, of, of where you are, you know? And so again, like we're all so on default a lot of the time, like it's very easy to be like that. Like I think all of us have to strive to, you know, create those spaces of like a digital detox and, you know, um, of, of really taking it slower and decompressing. And so, um, yeah, I try to instill that you don't have to be in a pile of confetti to feel that you have that within yourself to tap into that energy 24 seven. You know, you really could be in a pile of confetti 24 seven if you wanted to, like metaphorically, you know, yeah. it'd be nice literally too. <laughs> At this point, that's what I am. I just trail it wherever I go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, confetti is definitely this beautiful supplemental medium that, al- that allows people to let go and have these kind of moments of feeling super alive. Wow. That's so insanely beautiful. Like, Oof, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. <laughs> um, so I want to know, I want you to answer your yeah. own question. And I want to know what Ooh. you celebrate. <laughs> Tables of turns. I know. It's so weird when people do this to me. I'm like, it, 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 again, it, it kind of makes me stop in my tracks too. Yeah. Which is I would good. Say, yeah. I would say right now... You know, I have to be really honest. Yesterday I had one of those breakdown days where, you know, you know, when it's like leading up to it, you know, and it's like, you know, been in the making and then all of a sudden everything cracks open. Right. And I, I love that. I think there's so much beauty in that. And, you know, my style of it is usually like sobbing on the floor and just like exhausting my entire body, you know, and and it's such a cleanse. It's, it's such a, like a cleanse for me, like to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think. I think amidst where I'm at right now with the confetti project, it's been a big part of it is getting consistency with it because it's been a lot of like really, really busy and then really, really like quiet, you know? And yeah. for me, like since it's my full time thing, like I, I seek validation through, you know, like how much money's coming in or how much, you know, um, you know, how many things are happening with it. Right. Um, where now that it's in a quiet moment, it's like really making me question like, should I keep doing this? Or like, how can I fix this? Or, you know, like, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really rough of like, just kind of digging into my, my soul and my purpose and this higher calling. And even yesterday when I was like sobbing, I was like, kind of just telling the universe, like, please don't let this die. Like, Mm. please don't let this die. Like this is my first child, basically, you know, my brainchild. And so I want to honor every facet of my emotions, you know, not just the ones that are easy or pretty or, you know, happy. Um, so yeah, I, I celebrate being able to really experience the breadth of the entire human condition, like the spectrum of everything and how really 
like I will always be this like person that is restless and hungry, mm-hmm. you know, like all the time. Yeah. I was telling my friend this and she was like, yeah, but Yelena, like, I feel like if you get to a certain point, like where you are financially stable, like you're still going to think of something that you want to do. And again, it's that next, it's that another summit on another mountain right. you know, that's higher. Um, so yeah, so I, I do, I, I celebrate my drive and my ambition and my hunger, even if it is very, very, um, like exhausting and also, um, yeah, it could be really, really challenging at times. Yes. So I celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do, you, what do you celebrate? What do you celebrate at this? I have to, uh, I have to always, I have to give it back to you. Throwing yeah, it back. In your life. Yeah. Um, actually I had a really interesting evening last night and I was just sitting kind of planning out my weeks ahead and I was sitting and I'm really obsessed with Casey Musgraves right now. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you listen to her, but obsessed. I love her. I love her style. Oh, and like just when she speaks. Yeah. She's a babe. She's awesome. Like babe <laughs> sauce for sure. Um, but it was like this time of night when and I live in the, like the middle of the city, the middle of West Hollywood. And so it can get, you know, kind of rough, kind of loud. And I just kind of looked up from my computer and everything was so still and quiet and calm. And the golden hour was playing by Casey Musgraves and it literally happened to be golden hour outside. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm doing it. I'm doing this. You know, like I am talking to people that I really want to connect with and having these amazing conversations through the podcast. I have a blog where not only I can share my tips and stories, but I can get other women to come in and share their stories. And like, I kind of have like a community. I'm not alone. I'm okay. And then I'm like looking around, I'm like, fucking doing it. Like, this is happening. <laughs> and I'm alive <laughs> to talk, like, to realize this. And I'm like, okay, like, this is how, what, I guess, hap- I don't know how to describe it. Is this happiness? Is this peace? But I just was like, fuck yes. Like, mm. I was, like, celebrating in my own way. And I went and I grabbed a bottle of kombucha and I was like, fuck yeah. I'm really down to celebrate this feeling, whatever this is. I don't even want to classify it as anything. I'm just going to call it my golden hour. So I can reference that. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so, so beautiful. I felt like yeah. I was there with you the way you were painting that. Aww. Wow. It, it seemed what a beautiful moment of, of acknowledgement. I think that's been yeah. present. I think moments like that are like, when, you know, like there could be so many things you could be like thinking about or worried about or like, you know, whatever it is totally. I on and just taking that moment and being like, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really so easy to worry, right? That's like a default yeah. setting for us to like worry. Cause I, we love doing it. Yeah. I feel like if we're not <laughs> we worrying do. though, like, I don't know how you think, but if I feel like if I'm not worrying or thinking about something that I want to achieve, I feel like I'm being lazy. Right. And that doesn't even make any sense. I know, but it's just how I feel. Like if I'm not actively working towards or hustling or grinding, which I fucking hate that word grinding. Um, I feel like a lazy piece of shit. 
Yes. And, and we're conditioned to feel that way. Yeah. We're conditioned to feel that way. I also think, you know, when you're worrying or, you know, like suffering or, you know, like, like getting stressed out, mm-hmm. like a, we all are participants in whatever's happening in our life, like that accountability, but it's easier to control that than to control being happy and joyful and present. Yes. So it's scarier. It's less scary to be miserable or, or whatever it is, whatever, like allow that voice to be the most powerful one that you listen to. It's way harder to like let go yeah. and to really enjoy and to be present because the whole nature of that is like you're letting go of control. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like fear and like it has been like comfortable. Which is really sad. I don't want to be comfortable yeah. in fear. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, that's the work though, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, that's the daily work from like, you know, the day you're born to the day, you know, that you're not from your last breath, you know? Yes. But I love that. I love, now I'm going to think of this when I have these moments, because I had it last night where after working and, you know, crying and all these things. I was like, I'm going out. It was a really beautiful day here. Like, like LA style. It was like uh-huh. 70 and like spring. Oh, nice. And, um, I was like, I'm going to go out for a walk. And it was at midnight. So no one was out. So it was this beautiful oh. degree of like just quiet. And I went on the grounds of like the, the condo property and I just started like walking and then I started running and then I like took my jacket off and I was just running, you know, and it yeah. was, it wasn't golden hour, but I feel like that was my golden hour. So I love that oh. you, I'm going to associate, associate it with that now. So thank you. Okay, cool. Get your golden hour. I feel like, I feel like that should be like, you know, a title of your, one of your future books or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or like a, a title of a chapter or like totally. something, some sort of tag. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, okay. Where can people find you? Where can we get our confetti project on? Yeah. Um, well, you can, there's a website, yeah. confettiproject.com. There's an Instagram at the confetti project with underscores between each word. Um, in terms of participating, yes. um, we have two open studios in our, in New York that happen every single month. Um, we have one in LA. We do it quarterly in LA. Um, so we okay. have our third one in LA coming up on May 4th, um, in downtown LA from two to six. So you could find that on the website. You could find that on, on the Perfect. Instagram. Um, yeah. And then, by the end of this year, we'll have our confetti kits where anyone in the country could experience it, even if they're not, you know, in a city where I am, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of lights and a professional camera, they can experience it. So we'll be releasing that later in the year. Oh, I love that. DIY. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So people, will just- you, will you be around? Will you be coming since you're, yeah. In May, on May 4th. In May, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I'll be there. So we can go to the confettiproject.com and get your tickets and yes. get your pictures done and get your therapy did. Exactly. <laughs> Perfectly. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. Awesome. Oh my God. I love you so much. Thank you so <laughs> much for sharing a bit of yourself, a bit about the confetti project. Like, you are a magical little human being. And I will oh definitely Thank see you on you. May 4th in LA. 
Yes. Oh, thank you so much as well. A, your voice is angelic. I could ah. listen to it all day. Um, B, thank you. Thank you so much for um, asking such amazing questions and having me in the space. And yeah, I mean, I'm staying in West Hollywood, so maybe we could even do something that's not just like me, you know, performing and, you know, taking photos and such, but let's yes. hang out. This is me on the record asking to hang out, I guess. Okay. And this is me <laughs> accepting but... your hangout. <laughs> Who knew that bright little pieces of paper could bring out that much emotion and vulnerability in people? It's pretty magical. And I have to say, Yelena is quite magical herself, and I was so surprised and just in awe of her story and her background. That's why I love doing this podcast. You never know what people's stories are. You just... It's just so amazing, and it's so nice to hear what people are about. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. Couldn't do it without you. Please, please don't forget to subscribe, like, leave a comment. Love hearing feedback from you guys. And hit us up on the gram at a Sober Girls Guide. Screenshot where you listen to the podcast, and you will instantly get a repost from me. Don't forget to check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com. Keep that baby lock, stock, and loaded for your reading pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great day.